This week, Mike and I are talking about new Apple tech, not Big Sur, the Game Awards, and all things 2077 in a brand new segment for the show. Welcome to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is episode 11, which rhymes with seven, which I don't know where else I'm going with that. Yeah, double digits. Well, we've been double digits, but... Well, we've never had two of the same digit. That's true. And we won't again until 22. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. So I can't wait for that episode. Uh-oh. Come the take the takedowns. <laughs> Mike, how I you doing? was just enough of that song to get taken out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just said it. I didn't even sing it in a cadence. And they were like, you're out of here. <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. I played so many video games this week. Yeah, I was. I I did not play PGA, but I appreciate the golf course. The golf course. Yep, I appreciate that too. Golf course. <laughs> what did you play? I played a ton of Watch Dogs, and I played um, the Tony Hawk Remaster, and I actually beat both of those games. Oh shit! What? Like in a day? <laughs> Wait, you beat both. <laughs> Both Tony Hawk games, or you beat Watch Dogs and the Tony Hawk games? Oh, no, 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 no. I beat both Tony Hawk games. Okay, okay. Still. Yeah. A lot of fun. And I, like, I 100%ed the games, too. Like, I, I didn't get the platinum, but, like, each thing that you could do in every level, I did. But, like, to get the platinum, you have to do it, like, three or four times, which was kind of insane. Oh, shit. But... That's uh, I, I texted you when I was playing it, and that's the game that I'm trophy hunting right now. Nice. That's awesome. So we'll see how that goes. That'll probably be when I'm uh, on break from work. I'll probably be playing a lot of that. Hell yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of Watch Dogs Legion 2. Um, well, Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> there is no Legion 2 yet. Unless we're uh, breaking that news, too. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, oh. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is which has been fun. I got the uh, Stadia Premiere Edition this week from uh, our friend Mike, um, who I think has a gaming Instagram now. It's called mm-hmm. Games of the Week, something like that, to go in line with his um, food Instagram. But he gave that to me, and that's like completely changed the game with how like Stadia works. Like it's so much smoother. I, I, I know I texted you this too, and said it pretty much feels like I'm playing on a console. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I've been playing a lot of that game, and I was—I I somehow came across my play statistics uh, in the settings, and I'm already—I'm already like twelve or thirteen hours into that game, and I feel like I've barely played it. Dang, it's um, it's fun, and it's kind of like never ending because, like, you know, you can recruit people, mm-hmm. um, and those kind of usually end up in you doing some sort of side mission. Um, 
so yeah it's fun that's 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 basically been my week uh what about you yeah um well first i just wanted to say i'm really happy to hear that like stadia has been treating you well uh as much as i don't want to dive into cloud gaming this episode uh i just hope that since it does seem to be going well i hope they don't like lose traction with it and that they continue to support it and that like it can actually be viable for for a lot of people so super happy to hear that it's been going well um this week i was playing a lot of days gone i beat it uh i haven't really? gotten the, i haven't gotten the platinum yet but i did beat it yeah um i i would give it like probably like a seven out of ten it's it's fun um like the gameplay is overall pretty fun i think i might have said it when we talked about it before um the the acting can sometimes be a little bad um but you know for it being ben's first like big game where they weren't really under somebody else's supervision it was solid um i was i was pretty happy with it the overall story was good too like they had a good story to it like i said just sometimes the dialogue was just kind of like Mm. cringe and like stuff like that Uh, or like it would cut weird and 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 other things but overall didn't didn't have like a ton of issues with it or anything um and yeah it, it never was like too frustrating or anything like that i did play it on like the easiest difficulty because i wanted to finally get through it um so I could kind of like get through it relatively quick. It was a little long too. Um, there were like a couple of times where I thought I was like getting close to the end and then like another big story beat would pick up and it was like, oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably, I think I saw like a couple of people say it's probably like 60 to 80 hours. I don't know 100% like how much time I actually put into it. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's if that's pretty close. So it, it was pretty good though. Um, pretty happy with it. And like, it's one of those games where like, I wouldn't say buy a PlayStation for this game, but if you buy a PlayStation for like any of the other big games, like if you bought it for God of War, Spider-Man, Last of Us 2 and Horizon, like you might as well just play Days Gone is what I would say. You know, I don't know if that's like a, a great review for it, but like, that's like, it's worth it in that sense. I just wouldn't solely get the console for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It kind of surprises me. I expected that game to be more of like a linear, almost like an uncharted length game, like somewhere mm. between fourteen and sixteen hours. So it's interesting to me that um, it is that that lengthy. I'm still excited for it. Like I said, I played it at like a PlayStation demo. That uh, that um, the Road to Greatness thing they do, the truck they drive around. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed playing it. Um, I just I really need to beat Horizon before I get there. Maybe that's <laughs> uh, that'll be my December goal is to finally beat Horizon. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's good. Like it, it, it's got a pretty, pretty sizable map. Um, the whole like mechanic of like, you have to be careful with how much gas you're using in your bike. Um, is actually pretty cool, but also it's not super difficult. Like, you can kind of get to the point where like it doesn't really matter. You can just be full throttle all the time, and like, you can mm-hmm. honestly find gas pretty easily so like it's a cool mechanic they they probably could have actually made it a little more challenging um like a little more of a factor um but i'm honestly happy that they didn't make it like super annoying if that makes sense so well i wonder if that changes with your difficulty level too it could it could um for sure uh 
and that that would be cool if that's how they do i mean because that's kind of like how last of us is right with like resources right. they, they're a little more uh sparse when you play on like a higher difficulty um but yeah the the playing a game on on a bike all the time um is kind of different right like you know we're we're so used to like gta and just driving like all these like lamborghinis and stuff like that but here you're on a bike that you can't really just go like balls to the wall all the time you kind of have to take it slow you have to be wary of like how loud you're being and stuff like that because uh, the zombie game it they do a lot of good i'm honestly hoping they make a second one because yeah with all of the you know, I'll say flaws that this one has, they could polish it and make an incredible game. Like what they have here was already good and they could make, you know, a damn near perfect game in my opinion, if they if they make a second one and really just polish some of like the rough spots. Um, but yeah, yeah that's- I, I hope that, I definitely hope that is an IP. And of course I'm saying this without playing it yet, but the general idea of it, you know, it's an IP that would be, at least either cool to come back or like do what naughty dog does and like say okay here's where some of the mechanics are going to come from but we're making this totally new ip that kind of builds off of that mm-hmm. almost like what uh almost like what insomniac did by making spider-man yeah that too i mean that's it's kind of funny that's a good point you look at all of insomniac's games um you know going back to like sly cooper and like the parallels between that and infamous and then infamous and um you know the newer games um never mind infamous was soccer punch you fool my yeah what game am i thinking of because there's a game sunset overdrive no i'm I'm thinking of um soccer punch in general because they did do sly cooper right insomniac was um oh yeah yeah, yeah. insomniac's ratchet and clank Ratchet and Clank, yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, even the, the mechanics between Ratchet and Clank and then Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cool to see the studios do that and progressively make a better game, even if the, the concept of it's completely different. Right, I mean, everybody said that <clears throat> the, the Spider-Man PS4 game was, they, they said it played just like Sunset Overdrive, but nobody gave Sunset Overdrive a chance, essentially um i think there was so much bad blood with it going over to xbox could be could be uh could be just like the fact that it was like an ip that people just couldn't get behind but obviously everybody can get behind spider-man you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. something like that but but yeah it's days gone definitely could see them polishing it um other than that i did play more worms rumble i did win i got last worm standing so i continue to self-proclaim myself as the best worms rumble player nbd um however somebody did get the platinum in that game already and to that person tip of the cap um you've ruined my year and (laughs) thanks for nothing (laughs) um but yeah that's basically been it for me not not a ton going on uh not a ton of hopping around or anything like that no mlb so progress as always as always keep that off until march or april or whenever that comes out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i've got to use the next couple of months to really book it through games okay um so apple kind of uh kind of made some uh eye-popping news uh eye-popping in the sense apple's making it yeah go ahead I'm, so, I'm so rude <laughs> well no they just uh they just kind of put a number out there 
that was shocking. And that number was tied to something that was also shocking. Um, and I don't know. I'll, I, I'm going to let you uh, kind of start the discussion here with uh, <laughs> the, the new Apple product. It's um, interesting that Apple makes it onto a gaming podcast so frequently. <laughs> I mean, this is the, what, the second time in a month, at least. It is. Well, you know, tech, it's close enough. Yeah. So the history of um, unreleased Apple products and um, how they come to be was um, the case here um, with the new AirPods Max, which I think is just such a confusing name. It is. Um, <laughs> there was an emoji uh, that was added to iOS uh, a couple months ago that had over-the-ear headphones. And uh, they look just like this. So everyone's like, oh, this is what they are. And they're going to be uh, announced soon. Um, but yeah, uh, coming out on looks like uh, 12, 15. So a couple days from now, uh, AirPods Max. They are like regular AirPods, except uncomfortably large. Um, <laughs> and over your kidding, ear. They're actually, they're actually just two Apple Watches with a weird bra thing in the middle that go over your ears. Um, <laughs> over the ear headphones all joking aside pretty impressive um, hence the price I don't know what's more impressive the specs or the price um, you had to see it coming I mean when Apple can um, release a monitor stand for a thousand dollars you know they can have uh headphones that are well above the market standard um but it's apple so you know that they're also probably going to be the best thing you can buy mm -hmm. pretty pretty cool stuff um i likely won't be getting a pair that being said right before this podcast i was thinking about how um since we didn't get bored of this podcasting thing yet um i need to invest in my equipment and uh reading through some of the specs there's um nine total microphones on these things there's eight microphones for active noise cancellation and then there's three microphones for voice pickup and the reason the math doesn't work out there is because two of the microphones are shared for voice pickup and noise cancellation and then there's additional uh there's one additional microphone for uh voice pickup so I was thinking about it and, you know, this could be a, a one-stop solution for podcasters, um, especially if they already use Apple products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, for sure. I think a lot of people are kind of, you know, a lot, a lot of people are, are kind of, like I said, $550 is a lot of money, right? <laughs> um, especially when you think like, well, these are just for headphones. But these aren't just headphones, and I think people, like people, aren't thinking like that. You know, like these are these are something that you would see people using in like a studio, or or like you said, like you could use it for like a a a production of like a podcast. Like if you really want like good production value and stuff like that, these would be a thing for that. And you know, five hundred fifty dollars is a lot, but when you're paying to like have good equipment, essentially for something that's, you know a big project then it it makes sense if you're buying these so you can listen to your itunes in high school 
I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, maybe don't spend $550 on these. Um, I guess if you have the right. money, then do it. Shelby brought up a good point when I said it to her, and she was like, well... She was like, people aren't thinking like that because people are like, well, it's Apple and I need the newest Apple product and all that stuff, um, which she's right. And I think mm-hmm. Apple knows that. And that's why they, you know, announce it to, you know, the general public. This isn't like a hidden product that like, hey, you, do you do podcasts? Maybe you want to invest in these. These are really nice headphones for you to like use and, and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, we wouldn't really recommend these for the general public. No, they're just going to announce it. And like you said, people are people know with it being Apple, it's going to be a good product. Mm-hmm. You are probably paying a pretty premium for it being Apple, but also it's going to be, like you said, one of the better products on the market for what it does. Um, you know, people are getting up, like I said, up in arms about it. But it's like <laughs> if you're getting up in arms about it, then you probably should just have, you know, the AirPods or something like that, which is already like $100 for for headphones um right and and likely uh the best true wireless headphones you can get um if you have you know an iphone i, mm-hmm. I don't know that i'd recommend them overall just from a compatibility standpoint and the price you're paying of course to not yeah have those features um and i think that's the other thing you have to look at here too is that if you're not in the mac ecosystem whatsoever if you don't have a macbook or an iphone um certainly not worth the price because mm-hmm. i'm sure you're not going to get a lot of like the drivers that apple's putting in there or the eq or noise cancellation things like that um you can certainly get a comparable pair of headphones without those features for cheaper mm-hmm. um but it's, it's, it's interesting what you say that like you know apple does have its products that are targeted towards professionals i mean look at the imac um I mean, they they price the general public out of that willingly, but it's also not designed for the general public. I mean, when you're buying an iMac or not an iMac, um, the Mac Pro, sorry, right. um, the Mac Pro, you know, you are in music production or you're doing even like CAD or video production things like that. Um, I think that kind of more with. In, in my opinion, what I would use these for. Otherwise, I would use regular AirPods. Um, but yeah, they're certainly not hiding it. They're not. They're. They're. I'm sure they're going to market. I'm sure we're going to see tons of commercials um, for this product, um, and people are going to buy it. It's. It's. It's a. It's just another step in kind of the Apple status symbol. I mean, even to the point where the case that you put it in kind of looks like a clutch. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, the, they're not designing it to be in a bag. They're designing it for you to be carrying it out in the open and to be seen. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to buy it. Yeah, I saw a lot of people say, you know, to your point, well, you can just buy this this Sony like headset, essentially, that has all these features and it's cheaper and stuff like that. And yeah, like you're right. And that'll always be the thing. You brought up a good point. This is for the people who are in the Apple ecosystem. You know, you can obviously use other things besides Apple products, um, like with Apple and stuff like that, of course. But there is something about having the, I can say pers- like personally, like there is something about having just the, the seamlessness of just like, I have an iPhone, I have a Mac, I have an Apple Watch, all of it just like, you know, syncs up, which 
again, you can do with other things, but you know, there's just something about it. Um, like if I had AirPods, I don't, but like if I did, like just, just all of it. Um, but yeah, I think people, yeah, as we said, weren't really thinking they they think it's like again just like yeah everybody is supposed to have these these are the headphones you're supposed to have and that's really not the case um i i like that you said that the name's confusing because it really is because when i think airpods i think of like the ones that fit in your ear and now these are airpods max over ear (laughs) headphones they could have done something better i think with the name but uh they took the xbox route and decided to be confusing with it and uh you know that's my only complaint, yeah, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> I guess they just want to build off the brand. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I just, yeah, I when I saw their name, AirPod, AirPods Max, that's that that doesn't get me. Because I feel like they could have done anything with pods except for, like, iPod, obviously. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess HeadPod doesn't sound that great either, but. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you stick um, your head into. I mean, like when when Apple announces their new spacesuit, like don't forget your um, head pod. <laughs> yes. When uh, um, Tesla gives up on designing spacesuits and NASA's contracting Apple. <laughs> exactly. I, it is kind of cool uh, looking at the the website. Some of the color choices they they went with, and. Uh, they kind of resemble the old, uh, like early two thousands IMAX, um, the with the plastic shell, like the translucent plastic shell on the back. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the same color palette, especially the green. The green reminds me of like an old Apple product. Yeah, so I see what you mean. They went with like the same palette. Retro's in. Yeah, retro's always in. Always, like, like at least during my lifetime, old stuff's been cool. But to tie it all together, I you know what does this mean for gaming too? Like, are people going to use this as a gaming headset? Um, I think that's kind of hard to say because, like, you know, the the people like that are are actually streaming and and making money playing video games and can afford this stuff. Like, I could see them using it, but also like no one's gaming on a Mac, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to be able to use it on a PC with a cable. Um, but how clunky is it going to be? Is it really going to be the best performance? Is it going to be better than anything you can get like out of a, a des- like a, an actual um, actual gaming headset? Right. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I decided to kind of put, put it into perspective because I don't think a lot of people understand how much money... Um, you know, $550 is. Um, so I just kind of wanted to drop this little knowledge bomb on you. I mean, one, instead of buying things that go over your ears, um, you could buy a next gen console, something that we talk about. Uh, well, I guess current gen now, right? It's next gen to us I still because we don't have one, but it's something that we talk I about guess, constantly. I don't know. They called the PS4 and the Xbox One next gen at least like three or four years into the life cycle. Right. But, um, you could buy like, I don't know, eight games at the $60 value. 
uh, I guess mm-hmm. probably seven games roughly at the seventy dollar value. But the one that really gets me, uh, depending on sales tax and everything, you could roughly buy five hundred items at a Dollar Tree. So pretty much probably buy it out Ooh. completely. So you know, think about you know what is actually more worth it. Uh, I think the last thing that I just said clearly. But uh, if you think headphones are better, then on December fifteenth. Get your checkbook ready and uh, write a big fat one to Steve Jobs up in the sky. Uh oh. <laughs> um, what's yeah? What's well, hard for me to swallow? So, um, kind of a funny story. We got um, well, this would have been like August. Um, we were what five months into quarantine at that point, mm-hmm. and uh, my my car lease was up. Um. And I've been working from home for my full-time job since March um, with no end in sight at this point. So when my lease was up, I was like, I don't really need a car. I'm certainly not going to make it. It would have been with a car I was going to get like $2,000 down and um, about $300 a month for the payment. And that just didn't make sense at the time. So the thing that gets me here is I bought a car, used car, ton of miles on it figure it could get me through a year with light travel since that's all I'm really doing for a thousand dollars. The fact that this is more than half of the value of my car kind of, kind of, kind of cuts deep. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel that buying it. <laughs> you could buy that's this always- and listen to, and listen to your music uh, while sitting in your car that is barely worth more <laughs> than the things on your head <laughs> i would rather get these insured than my car oh for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> that would actually be that's kind of a great solution because at this point it's either i listen to cassettes or cds in my car. <laughs> uh, so you know instead of buying a 75 dollar radio i might as well buy how many 75 you're good at math how many 75 dollar radios could i buy for the cost of the AirPods Max, um, six, uh, seven, depending on tax. I can't do the tax in my head, but if it's just straight seventy-five, it, it would That's be seven. We'll, I think we'll call it. We'll call it seven. So I could put seven radios <laughs> in my thousand-dollar car. What would that sound like? <laughs> I mean, it would sound like one working radio and six radios just kind of sitting there. (laughs) I guess I could maybe rig it up so I could have um, six CDs. I mean, yeah. Future-proof it, right? (laughs) My car battery would probably die in a heartbeat. Because that's also only worth, what, uh, about tree fitting? My car battery? Mm Mm-hmm. I just bought a new one. It was like... A hundred bucks, maybe less, because I bought it from Costco. And <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, anything else on the AirPod Max? No, just interesting. I'll, uh, I'm definitely gonna be watching it mm-hmm. um, to see like where people are using it, and if I see like high school students walking down the street with them on. Um, and uh, I, I'm definitely just interesting to see like where it's used as far as like industry goes. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely music production. And if I were if I were producing music at home, um, other than the good game, bad game podcast theme song, <laughs> um, I would certainly invest in them. That was the first thing that I thought of. Like I immediately saw them and I was like, that's for music, right? Like that's for music okay. production and like like in studio stuff, editing, like big projects and stuff like that. That that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see what goes with it. I'm excited to see the commercials with people with weird haircuts wearing them. Um, I can't wait for them to use a song that I absolutely hate until it's no longer a commercial. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, yeah, the song was kind of good. The song slaps. <laughs> yeah. Like I, there was a song for the first AirPods that I hated. Absolutely hated. I forget the name. I think it's called Are You Down or something like that. Um, and it came up on my Spotify one day. I was like, this song's great. I was like, wait, I hated this song. <laughs> and now I'm guessing the song, the, the new um, uh, HomePod, is that what it's called? The HomePod Mini? Uh-huh. That song annoys the hell out of me, but I'm sure as long as it, or once it is no longer a um, commercial, I'll love it. Maybe they'll use like the B-52s or something, since we were just talking about them earlier. We sure were. That would be cool. Um. All right. So... The game awards. Those are those are today. If you're listening to this, the day of the podcast. Um, but we're obviously recording this ahead of time, so uh, we don't know winners yet. So we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, we'll kind of do like a roundup for the game awards. Uh, but for this week, uh, we do know which game, which title won, took home the player's choice. Um, and I personally think I was surprised by it. I don't know about you, Mike. I was at first. Um, but the more I, I've thought about it, I, 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 I'm, I'm still surprised for a different reason. So how would you go ahead and say which game it was? And then we'll go from there. Sure. So the winner was Ghosts of Tsushima. Is it Ghosts of, Ghosts of Tsushima? Oh my gosh. Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and I'm trying to pull up. It was up against at the end. They did like they did rounds basically, and it was like after so many hours, um, whatever's like the lowest four or whatever get dropped off. Um, I'm trying to think. It was it was Ghost of Tsushima, it was The Last of Us 2, it was was it Hades was still up there? And Doom. And more, oh, and Miles Morales. Miles Morales actually surprised me that it, like, kind of, like... It was on the list whatsoever. Yeah, it was surprising that it, like, it put up a good fight, honestly. It sucks that it was up for this year's Game Awards, whereas, like, Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. which we'll be talking about in a little bit, that's going to be up for next year. Um, because I honestly think, and a lot of people are saying this, that, like, Miles Morales is going to be a game that's, you know talked about for this entire console generation you know like it's going to be talked about as like the big thing and it technically is like available on you know ps4 but it's going to be talked about as like one of the biggest games on the ps5 for the entire life cycle of the ps5 so it's kind of a shame that it it's going to get a little bit shafted in my opinion but i was surprised that it put up a fight and was like in the final round because you know you assume most people don't have the opportunity to play it you know the the least amount of people essentially and less people are getting in on ps4 i guess so that kind of surprised right. me right yeah and at that point if you're getting it on ps4 then um 
why is it just like the regular spider like the base spider-man game like how did it beat that out you know considering mm-hmm. that's actually a full-length game whereas like, i guess that is subjective but um yeah i was surprised it was on there at all not because it's not a great game but like it's it, it's it's probably it was probably the it had to be one of the youngest games on there mm-hmm. so who's really played it um and the fact that like it's going up against all these other games that have been out for most of the year um yeah just kind of surprised me that it's on there at all i would have much rather seen it next year mm-hmm. so i was surprised um and i know i had some whole i had a little bit of confusion about the whole um player's choice um I thought that that was kind of just like a um, arbitrary thing. Like, what's your vote? And then when I saw the, a game one, I was like, oh, crap, I missed the game awards. Like, I'm surprised that Ghost of Tsushima won game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was expecting it to be uh, The Last of Us. Um, that's my personal pick for game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said... I have not played any of these other games on here. So, I mean, it's obvious that's my pick. Right. Um, but um, when I saw that Ghost of Tsushima uh, won, <laughs> I was surprised that it beat The Last of Us. And I know that Ghost of Tsushima um, got great reviews. People loved it. But it's a new IP. Like, there just wasn't as much hype, in my opinion, for that game compared to The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that it's, um, a Sony game. So really you only get a fraction of the population that has played it. Um, yeah, it, it surprised me. And then I thought about it and said, well, how many of those votes were like protest votes mm-hmm. against like the last of us? Um, could be that, you know, people, I guess, for whatever reason, respected this game more um and they didn't want to see the last of us winning any sort of accolade um but then you know that being the case i kind of expected those votes to go to doom eternal um like i said i haven't played it yet but i just i frequently hear people raving about it mm-hmm. um which just kind of came out of nowhere for me. I just, I, that's not a game I've paid attention to. Um, I have the original Doom. And I also have the Doom that they made for PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think that the, the original, well, the original, depending on how you want to look at it, the Bethesda Doom, uh, did that great. Um, I could be completely wrong, but it just didn't seem like it ever like reached its potential for hype or whatever. Yeah, I think the first um, one did fairly well. I think a lot of people like were were fairly excited about it, and you know talked okay. talked highly of it. But you know, I didn't know if it necessarily did great numbers wise. There was definitely a lot of excitement for this one, though. I do remember that, and yeah, a lot of people saying about how like the gameplay of it's like extremely fun, super fast paced. Um, lot I heard a lot of good things, especially about this one. Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, considering that that's on... Is that on PC? It is, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering it's on every major platform, um, it's, it's even on Switch, right? Uh, I th- or is that think... something that's coming to Switch eventually? You know, I, I'm not 100% sure about that. I know the okay. first Bethesda Doom is on there now. I, I want to say Eternal okay. is as well. So, in, in my opinion, you'd think that would have been a blowout. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm really surprised, and now I'm also to the point where, like, um, is the Game Awards going to screw the next generation, the current <laughs> generation? Um because it's just showing like all these great games came out this year right mm-hmm. so and like ghost of tsushima it's definitely been on my radar it's a sucker punch game it's a sony game like obviously i'm going to play it i just have such a backlog and, and you know like you said it's it's probably four or five games in the queue here um so it's 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 um for me, I I look at this and I'm like, I, I might just cancel my Series X order. Oh, was that the end of the statement that you might cancel it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was that was pretty much the end of it. Um, my my other thought is that like, I would I'd have a different attitude if I got the PS5 because like I could play some at least some of these games on right. it. And like the X, the Xbox, I can't. You know, I'm not going to play The Last of Us or Tsushima. I can play Doom. I guess I could play Final Fantasy. I don't really care for those games, so I wouldn't, but... Yeah. Yeah, it definitely... It's, like, it's surprising, right, that, like, three of these five are exclusives to PlayStation, and then not only that, 80% of the vote is made up... That The top 80% is to Sony games. Like, you know... And and really, it's 83 percent of the vote. The math isn't isn't great here because it's forty seven percent for Ghost of Tsushima, thirty three percent for Last of Us Part Two, eleven percent for Hades, seven percent for Doom Eternal, and then three percent for Miles Morales. So that technically adds up to one hundred and one percent if I'm doing the math correctly. But regardless, uh, and that was with four hours to go, so I don't know actually what the the final vote was, um, or if it just mm-hmm. announced Ghost of Tsushima as the winner. But you know that's that's pretty shocking. Eighty percent is for two Sony games. Like that shows you how those two games dominated, uh, right, in people's minds. And I think you're right. I think a little bit of it. Last of Us Part Two was in the lead for a little bit, and then all of a sudden Ghost of Tsushima jumps out to this huge lead. I'm not trying to say that that's not that it doesn't deserve it. It's a it's a little shocking and I do have to have that in the back of my mind that like this was probably partially because of people doing like a boycott vote or whatever. But either way, like the fact that you said like they didn't jump from uh they didn't jump from Last of Us Two to like Doom Eternal or something like that. And it could have been because Tsushima was in second already and they just wanted to have it pull ahead. Who knows? Um but either way for the Again, they were still the top two. So for that to be the case is uh, pretty crazy, pretty awesome for Sony. And like you said, could kind of mess up the a little bit of like the consumer mindset for the next gen since you said already you can't play these games on, on the Series X. And the PS5 is just so hard to get a hold of. That as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a shit show, as we know. 
Yeah. Should I tell the story from earlier? Yeah. Okay. So Mike and I were trying to get a PlayStation 5. We were in the queue. Mike, you had an exciting moment because for the first time, you dropped to under an hour in the queue. Yeah, and and I had given up. So this is the first time I've even tried to get a PS5 in at least three weeks, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a full month. I just I just got sick of wasting so much time um, trying to wait in the stupid line. <laughs> and yeah, for the for the first time, this is on the Sony site. And for the first time, I had gotten under an hour, which, which uh, is an exciting moment. Yeah, it gets the adrenaline I like, oh, going. Man. I can at least see the front of the line from here, even though it's like six miles away. <laughs> exactly, you can see the finish line, but not quite. Um, and so I had, I had, I guess two queues ago. I got down to four minutes, uh, and then the sold out message came up. So you said you had a bad feeling about it, and I said, "Oh yeah, wait until you're sub 10. And you have your wallet ready, knees weak, arms heavy, and there will be vomit on your sweater already. Justine's homemade spaghetti, and you're ready to drop 500, but you keep on forgetting. They're sold out. You pout. They're all so loud. Fuck you, Mike. We said we're all sold out. <laughs> I thought that was incredible. I, I definitely patted myself on the back, and then you laughed. You said, please wrap this, and I, it made me feel really good about myself. So thank you. It was the fact that, like... You were you were typing it out like there wasn't really a break between my last statement and when you started typing and then it just kept going and going and going and going I'm like oh my god he's actually rapping right now this is freestyle I try I try well it was kind of freestyle I had a template to work off of thanks Eminem <laughs> but yeah I that's, thought this was that sums miles. it up you thought this was eight mile. <laughs> That, that does, though. It sums up, like, the, the struggle. I see a lot of people post when the queue goes live. They have that picture where it's the thing, and it's like, LMAO, you're not getting a console. Fuck you. And then underneath yeah, where the time... The HTML. Yeah, underneath where it's, like, the time, it's like, no, but seriously, fuck you, and, like, stuff like that. And it's like, <laughs> that is kind of how it feels. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that was a little uh, a little little memoir from today um okay last segment for the show we're talking about the game awards we'll obviously jump into all of it next week but a game that will most likely be up uh for the uh 2021 and the 2077 game awards uh, cyberpunk 2077 is coming out today if you're listening to this um god what we always seem to have like that awkward timing with these things right um but we're we're seeing a lot of come out on tuesday right exactly (laughs) we're seeing a lot of reviews and stuff though for it a while um i think the lowest review i've seen i've seen a lot of 10 out of 10 100 out of 100 uh like 9.2 out of 10 like uh nine nine and up basically has been or 90 and up has been a lot of what I've seen. Um, I think the lowest I saw was GameSpot gave it a seven out of a t- seven out of 10, which I just said was days gone. And I really enjoyed that game. So seven, we need to always remind people that like a seven out of 10 is still a good game. Like 
Right. Pe- people get up in arms and think that, you know, anything under a 90 or a 9 is bad. And it's like, are you insane? Like, a 5 out of 10, I would still, I'm still, like, thinking, like, okay, I might pick this up, you know? Um, right. So, for a game that I'm personally excited for, seeing a 7 as, like, the lowest, that makes me feel that, that my excitement is still very high for this game. Um, I'm still very excited to see what it has to offer but it's also making it's also reminding me to like keep your expectations in check there you know obviously for the person who reviewed it there were things that could have been done better essentially um always got to keep an objective mind which people have such a hard time doing um a lot of stuff has come out about that that GameStop or sorry game spot excuse me review people are just like trashing the reviewer it's very annoying uh because in the end, don't you want an honest review? All of that right. aside, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was saying, like, where's the spectrum? Because I was going to say the lowest review I saw was, like, the average review on Twitter. Um, it kind of seemed like it was getting, like, pseudo-review bombed like The Last of Us did. Just mm-hmm. People are, are people. But, like, where's the line? Like, usually you'd think that's consistent. Like, okay, everybody, like, has this general idea that it's overrated, it's overhyped, all that. But now you're trashing someone who gave it an honest review, in their <laughs> opinion. Um, yeah, it's frustrating it's to see. It's, uh, I think I said it to your brother. I was like, it's just, like, there are keyboard warriors out there who just, like, they're so excited for this game. And if you even say something remotely negative about it, you're wrong and they haven't even seen the game yet like this could this could honestly be a buggy mess for all we know with how with how much they had to keep pushing it back i haven't heard a ton uh i have heard that there are some bugs still though which is like in my opinion a little disappointing because of how much they kept pushing it back um you know I, i was almost certain that this would be you know by their standards as polished and perfect as they could possibly make it. That's what I thought the point of pushing it back would be. And I was fine if they would have kept doing it. I I will continue to say that. So I'm a little disappointed to hear about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, like... What constitutes a bug, though? Like, oh, an NPC just walked through a wall once? or It could be stuff like that, obviously. Yeah, things that just happen. Yeah, you're right. Um, I just feel like people will call that out and be super picky. Like I've definitely played games on launch day that people said were like super buggy, and I just—it's a video game in 2020. Like it's gonna be buggy for the first six months. It's funny those things. It's funny though because sometimes I'm like, "What are you doing to this game?" Because I will play a game and not experience a single bug, and then I go to like, I see videos on Twitter or Reddit, and it's just like things that are just breaking the game, and I'm like. How did you even get that to happen? Like, like I almost think like this was user error. You forced this to happen, which the fact that it is able to happen, you could say like, well, the game's all perfect done. But like, I don't know. To me, it's like if I'm playing the game how it's intended um, and I'm like playing in my own way still and I can get through it without any bugs, I'm happy. And I feel like more often than not, that's what happens. Assassin's Creed sometimes has some some great bugs in it. Um but even that's rare for me, like, to be totally honest. So, um, but yeah, I know I'm, I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited to see that it is getting good reviews. Um, if not great, nearly perfect, similar to the last of us. Um, when that was in its review cycle, got a ton of like top notch reviews. Um, that I was got a 10 for my GN, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly excited 
I was certainly excited for that and seeing that it just had all good reviews only like helped that excitement like stay up until I got it um, and then it mm-hmm. delivered so seeing that I'm fully expecting that so again I am still trying to like keep my expectations like somewhat because I've built this game up to be like the perfect game essentially so um, I just hope that I didn't like like boost myself too much you know like how with like movies sometimes people are like this is the best movie ever and then you see it and you've talked it up in your head that it was going to be the best movie ever and then it just falls flat I'm hoping that doesn't happen with this game now (laughs) yeah I think it's I don't know I'm kind of at a point in my life where um I try and I definitely I, I I'm guilty of doing that with The Last of Us, but I have to work so hard to get like um, absorbed into a game. So mm-hmm. when I start playing it, I am solely just thinking about the game and like trying to actually put myself in it. That yeah, I'm I got really you. Thinking about and as long as it gives me like a um, like that experience, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and and in order to get to that state, I, I can't even think about like, oh, this is what other people are saying about this game. This is what I have to look out for because some reviewer said this was a bug. Um, I don't know. That's just me. No, I got gotcha. you. That totally makes sense. Um, so, hmm. We thought it would be fun. Uh, we have a couple of new members of the Good Game Bad Game podcast crew. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to give them a chance to try out their new segment where they're going to talk about all the things that they're excited for in uh, 2077. So uh, without further ado, this is uh, this is Chat and Puss with Bradley and Chadley. Yeah, thanks, Spencer. This is Chadley, also known as Chad at the Chad on Twitter. Just kidding, I don't actually have that one. And this is our new segment called Chat and Puss, and I'm joined here with my best friend, Bradley, also known as Brad at the Brad on Twitter. Brad, how are you today, as Spencer would say? Yo, what up, Chad? Just happy to be here. Really excited to talk about the future. Uh, not the future of gaming like these dorks, but uh, just, you know, all things 2077, man. I'm just like, I can't even think about it. like a whole nother century away and like we'll be there in, in this this new world. What is a century? Uh, so. Isn't 2077 only like, I don't know, five years from now? No, like. 1776 the united states was founded a whole century was 1876 so 2077 will be five centuries oh shit gotcha so what are you most excited about in the year 2077 well as you know we love to go to strip clubs i'm excited for future strip clubs with sex bots everywhere uh it's fitting that this is called chat and puss and we're we're talking about sex robots oh yeah there was definitely a lot of intent in the name (laughs) i'm really excited to have my right arm be a vape (laughs) spencer shut up this isn't your segment you had your chance this is chat and puss time with bradley and chadley at the Brad and at the Chad on Twitter. Just kidding, we don't actually have those. I also am excited 
that our Lord and Savior, Elon Musk, will have chipped us all by then, um, and not through a phony vaccine, but through future tech. Um, yeah, future tech. And honestly, uh, and this will probably be before 2077, but like we'll still have our rock and bots by then, even though it's like, you know, nearly 100 years away. Yeah, go do some squats, some abs, some chin-ups, some curls. And, and Never skip it? leg day, bro. <laughs> Never, bro. I'm also... Life. <laughs> I'm also excited that, like, the entire reproductive system will just be thrown out the window. And so we don't have to worry about... Uh, any more new humans and it'll just be all of us still and you know it'll just it'll just be you and me uh chad yeah brad we don't even have to have sex we could just think about sex together yeah and that'll be sex in 2077 exactly and everyone will be thinking about having sex with our president and lord and savior elon musk because he'll still be alive in 2077, who do you think will be the first to Jupiter? Because if I had to put money on it, it would be, it would be the good old United States of America. It'll be Mars, because Elon Musk will be on Mars, and Elon Musk is just going to do everything in 2077. Even so the think- developers of Cyberpunk 2077 think that because he's in the game. Well, yeah, CD Projekt Red knows everything about the future uh i didn't even think about how i forgot that elon will most likely have colonized mars and declared it its own country yeah i would think so i don't think he's gonna make it part of the u.s you just better have some friggin' white claws on that planet ain't no laws when you're drinking claws baby no laws on Mars or Jupiter, just claws. Just and rock and bods. Claws and just rock and bods everywhere. Is there anything else in 2077 that you're excited for? No, just claws and rock and bods <laughs> and having a vape as an arm. All right, I and think chat and puts oh. and the HR nightmare that this <laughs> section is going to be. I think that's enough, guys. Thanks. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, guys. I'm sure that that'll help our listeners. We, we told them in the contract that they had to keep it about video games. Did they not realize we were talking about Cyberpunk 2077 when I said all things 2077? I mean, they brought the game up once, and it was just to talk about Elon Musk. Um, so... I guess we can see um, how accurate they are. I, I, I guess. In the, uh, in, the, in the game? Or the game is accurate to their predictions of what the um, what the world's going to be like? Chad, your mic is off. You can't keep talking. <laughs> what... I guess you and I can answer. Just give me one thing that you're excited for in Cyberpunk 2077. I think, so 
I think, and this is this is weird for me, someone who really likes linear storylines. I'm actually excited about this game kind of being open ended. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously there's an underlying story, but the way you get there, and there, this is one of the games, one of those games where you can have different outcomes, right? I saw somebody say they had already uh, finished the game eight different ways or something like that. Wow. Yes, very exciting. That's this is the first game I that I can think of that I'm actually excited about for that, and mm-hmm. I feel like I will actually replay it, which again is just kind of unheard of for me. That's not really like. I don't know. I'm usually satisfied after playing a game once. Mm-hmm. Um, even it could be the best game I ever played, like the original Last of Us. Um, I loved that game, uh, and definitely thought I would replay it at some point. And I just, I was content. Didn't mm-hmm. really need to come back to it. Yeah, I get that certainly. Um, I think some of the cameos will be cool too. The fact that they're using real people, like Chadley said, and you know, Elon Musk is actually playing an NPC in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Grimes, his wife slash baby mama, is I don't know if she's an NPC in the game, but her music is in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, is, I think we pretty cool. And then I think we talked about um, that last week. Okay, I th- I think that yeah, that may have been something I read like the night before we recorded. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of cool. The fact that like Keanu Reeves is in it this time. I don't when I think of big games like that, I don't necessarily think of acting like um, Watch Dogs, for example, the uh, Watch Dogs Legion, I think is a, a pretty good um, comparison. Big open game, you can, you know, have NPCs become playable characters and like the acting, the voice acting is just dog shit. Like it's so bad. Um, so I almost kind of hope, and I and I think this will be the case with Cyberpunk, that it will actually be good and engaging, and um, even though you're talking to robots, not feel like you're talking to a robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the thing that I'm most excited for is like just like all the like the upgrade system that's going to be there, and like the cybernetic enhancements that you can give your character. I'm just like super excited to see that kinds of things because it'll be a little bit. Uh, like it, it'll it this is definitely going to be one of those games where you're thinking like holy shit though like what if right like mm-hmm. you know whether it's 50 years from now i don't know why they were saying 100 years i don't think they know what a century is um i don't know what their highest level of education was but um you know like it, it's gonna be cool GD, to bro. Yes. <laughs> jesus um it, it'll be cool to see though like uh like things that most like most likely you can look at and go i could see a future where we have x y or z and i'm i'm really excited for that kind of stuff um i hope they keep it like fairly realistic with like the things that they have in mind obviously it's a video game so there's going to be stuff that is unrealistic or at least right now may seem unrealistic but that's that's definitely like the one thing i'm probably most excited for and i I think they're going to build or they did build, uh, I'm sure, an incredible world in Night City and stuff. And I'm just so excited to explore the overall atmosphere that they've created for this for this future of gaming. A future, fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit beforehand. Uh, there's really nothing else coming out. So, uh, game that you're most excited for? Well, Cyberpunk, I guess. 
same cyberpunk 2077 um i can't even think of anything that's coming out in like january let me look at the release schedule maybe there is something or maybe yeah, this doesn't go into next year i don't know if anything's been know. fully announced yet we'll have to do some more some more digging into that for for next week but i think at least for this year there's really nothing else i think that's that's a good thing I think that's yeah. a good cap off. I mean, it's, it's a good year of video. I mean, it's been a really good year. Oh, my God, yeah. It's incredible what we've gotten given the circumstances of the world. So definitely right. grateful. I'm still torn. I might Now that I have the Premiere Edition, I've been going back and forth with getting it on Stadia. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I remembered today that this is one of those, um, I think it's called Smart Delivery. Or if you buy it on Xbox One, you get it on uh, the series platforms. Mm-hmm. So I have the I have the One X. So I have thought about getting it because it will still look great, I'm sure, on that console. Mm-hmm. Um, but also not in a rush. Still playing Watch Dogs. Still have that whole backlog of games, uh, and I don't know when my Series X is going to be coming anyway. So yeah. It'll be the first game I buy once I get a PS5. Like, I'm going to get Miles Morales, and I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try and keep it. I'm going to try and keep myself to, like, one game at a time to the best of my ability, basically, once we get to next gen. Because I, kind of like you said, I just created such a backlog for myself. Um, so instead of, like, buying every new game, I'm going to try and, like, finish a game and then buy a new game. Um obviously take advantage of deals and whatnot when when possible but yeah i think i'm gonna hold off because i still i only have a base ps4 um if i if i was in your situation if i had the uh xbox one x i would be hard pressed i I probably i probably would cave because like you said it does have that smart delivery but i just have that feeling if i get it on the base ps4 i'm gonna get it for ps5 and there's a good chance by the time i get a ps5 i'd already be done with the game because i know once i get it i'm probably gonna sink all my time into it um right. but there's that little part of me that's like well what if i'm only like halfway through the game and then i'm like okay well cool i can play it on ps5 now and then i go to play it on ps5 and i'm like jaw drops i could have been playing it like this the entire time like fuck so i'm just gonna yeah, wait yeah, my, my thought was that like if i were to get it for xbox um i would do whatever like starter missions you have to do mm-hmm. um and then i would just kind of uh, go through and explore the world. I don't know if there's going to be like map reveal missions like there are in open world games or like right finding skill points, things like that. I would do that kind of stuff. I wouldn't get too far into the story until I got the new consoles. I got that. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait for us to both have it so then we can actually like be talking about it. Like right now we're yeah. just kind of like, oh, like we're, we're doing that thing where, that we did for like next gen and we were like yeah i can't wait (laughs) like oh this is what i'm excited for so once we actually have these things and can talk about it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun Mm -hmm. um anything else for the good of the order um we're gonna have to find a new segment because i think that um chat and puss might be getting canceled (sighs) yeah it might uh we'll we'll work with our social team and see what we can come well, up with i'm sure we'll give them another chance uh, unfortunately i'm sure we will give them another chance as well uh <laughs> if you guys enjoyed this episode uh let us know uh you can find us on social media 
at the Mike Heiner and at the Basement Gamer G A M R. Um, and uh, yeah, share share the podcast with who should they share it with this week? Um, who do they usually share with? I usually say everyone. I feel we, we targeted somebody last week. I don't know if we said moms or if we said dads or what, but. We probably said, uh, yeah, we probably said that because we found out that our um, parents listen to our podcast. So mm-hmm. um, I would love to hear their review of uh, Chad and Brad's segment. Um, who should we share it with on this? Share it with people who don't have ps5 or the series x or the uh, rtx 3080 so they know that uh, (laughs) people feel their pain um and they can hear our pain on the public stage love it love it agreed um also if you can i think only apple podcasts if i could be wrong has like an area where you can leave like an actual review we would greatly appreciate that but other than that thank you for listening and we will talk to you guys next week